welcome back to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your host, Jordan Garcia, also with... Armando Arvizu here, and I just want to say I'm excited about film. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's good, because that's what we're talking about here. That's what we're here to talk about. Uh, yeah, that's really, really exciting here. I'm sure everyone listening is great. They're glad to hear that, too. Yeah. And uh, in case this is your first time listening, what we usually do here on the podcast is we like to watch a film that is in the Criterion Collection, and then one of us, me or Mondo, brings a film that we believe belongs in the Criterion Collection, and we argue and vote it in or out. And today, it is my episode. I am taking us on another French new wave. Um, this is our second Godard. In, Different in... from the old wave, of course. <laughs> right. And this is our second Godard. That goes without saying. <laughs> Godard would not approve of any of that dialogue you just said there. <laughs> he never wrote his own dialogue. He just stole it from a book. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about here. But I feel like both of these directors sort of do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I today we are talking about the Criterion Collection film Periot Le Fou from nineteen sixty five, and that is from my boy Jean Luc Godard, which just got re released like a few. That's right. Months it, ago. Just a few months ago, it just got a. Blue it was out ray. of print. It was like, out of print, baby, but so it's like back. almost 10 years, right? Yeah, they made me pay $50 for a damn DVD on Amazon, or on eBay, I mean. But um, now, you can get the Blu-ray. It's crisp, it looks beautiful, mm-hmm. got a lot of great special features. Um, and it stars Jean-Paul Belmundo as Fernidad slash Periot, Anna Corinna as Marianne, and, you know, there's a lot of other people here, but... You, but you it's know. mostly just them, too. It's yeah. mostly just them, too. Yeah. Plus, there's a nice little cameo from American director Samuel Fuller. Oh, I, really? Where was that? Well, he's the he's the director that he asked oh, in the party. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Samuel. Yeah, I was actually... It was funny. I was going to say his name like Samuel Fuller. Fuller. <laughs> but he's American, so I don't have to do that. Samuel cool. Fuller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parrot LeFou, in case you haven't seen it, which if you haven't, you're silly, is about Peria escapes his boring society... And travels from Petty to the Mediterranean Sea with Marianne, a girl, chased by hitmen from Algeria. They lead an unorthodox life, always on the run. Now that, again, is another awful IMDb synopsis. Uh, yes, uh, you probably synopsis. should have just read the back of the criteria. Yeah, those are just usually a little long and a little more in-depth. And we talk more about it, so they, they'll yeah. get the gist of it. But later on, I'm bringing to the collection, I'm bringing uh, Leos... Leos Carax, Carrick, Carax, Carrax. I should probably know how to it's, say his name. He asked for the Carfax. <laughs> He's waiting for it. He, his uh, 1986 film Bad Blood, which uh, is Mave Sang, Mave Song, Mave Song. Right? That's probably how you say it. And, and I well, know, I know, you guys listen out there. You think I'm going to make that joke, but I'm not going to make that joke. What joke? Don't worry, I'm not going to make it. Oh well, it's not that obvious. If I don't know what you're gonna say, we were just talking about it before. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that movie later. Yeah, we'll get into Perriot LeFou, Jean Luc Godard. We both own this. Yes, we both have the um, original releases plus mm-hmm. the the new uh, re-released versions of. I don't this. have the new one yet. No. Oh, okay. I need to buy the new one. Though. Oh, you don't have the new Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have the old okay. one still. I'm sorry. I thought you did. Uh, I thought you were a cinephile. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, the Criterion uh, thought yeah. I was a la fool, and I was not. This, well, this time around. You know, the, the, that's the thing. Is it? That's another thing we should bring up for this episode really quick. Uh, when that happens, so for instance, that recently happened with the Criterion. Is that a lot of stuff from Paramount got taken off? 
yeah. right? So like Rosemary's Ro- Baby, Harold, Harold and Maude, a lot of these really great films. Days of Heaven, Days Nashville. of Heaven, Nashville. All these really fantastic films that have really great releases on Criterion are out of print now. Yeah. Because Paramount decided to start a stupid streaming service and they want to put that stuff on there. Yes. And they feel like that that uh, if they if Criterion's selling it, that's going to take away from their sales of that. So like Criterion has no uh, real control over a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which sucks because I don't I think you know someone. I mean, whoever's someone who wants to buy the the Criterion one is going to buy the Criterion one, and someone who wants to buy the cheaper one, probably that Paramount is going to release is going to buy the cheaper one. Exactly. If they, you know. And for the most part, for those movies, maybe like Rosemary's Baby, I don't think most people are going to buy the regular versions of those films anyway. Yeah. You're going to buy Nashville, you probably want a, a special edition of it. Right? Yeah. Who's gonna? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, but th- but for this movie particularly. It going out of print was not like them just being like, well, we want to make it like a limited edition to where you mm-hmm. have to buy it. And then they just brought it back because they can. Yeah. It's literally, it's out of their hands, sort of. So they yeah. probably got probably got taken away. And now it's back. It's back, yeah. Yeah. And John Lucasard, most of his stuff is pretty much on the Criterion Collection. But Yeah, right. Yeah, They used to have Contempt, but I don't think that's on there anymore either. Right. That's another out yeah. of print one. A lot of his, a lot of the older stuff that they released from mm-hmm. him that usually just has a, a DVD release. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, is out of print. Oh, yeah. The old one. Yeah. 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 yeah right. So, so yeah. So, Perry LeFou is one of my favorite films of all time. Um, I would say, I, I can't just have like one. There's like a rotating top 10, but Perry LeFou always stays up in there. And I think it's one of the, I guess, the main. Uh, sort of like anchor that keeps me uh, on John Lucadard's side that makes me want to just be down to go with him wherever Mm -hmm. he's willing to go because like uh, with Band of Outsiders you know this one is a little uh, it's obviously uh, a newer of of his films than Band of Outsiders is but it's more down the road in his career yeah it's like his 10th film I thought I saw and this still has that same idea it's just more there's more stuff that he's throwing at the wall this mm-hmm. time, you know? Because I feel like in Perry Lefou, there's like these like these political ideals and like these things there, but they're never really like... I feel like, yeah. They're if, never really dug into. I feel like he is doing, yeah, just doing a lot of stuff, but he knows how to try things now. And yes. he's like figured that out, like, you know, and it just, it comes off as a guy that he knows, knows what he's doing, obviously. Right. Because it's his 10th film, but like where he's not so much trying things like in Band of Outsiders where like... I don't know, the flow of this is kind of crazy and the editing too, like more so than Band of Outsiders and just the way it looks too is, um, I don't know, a lot more, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know how you'd say it. It's not handheld as much, right? Like as Band of no. Outsiders was. Right. This is a lot more like, just like steady shots too, like them yeah. walking through what, like the woods or wherever they're at. Or right. The a lot of stuff. really great, like long takes, very yeah. steady, like long takes that just, uh, especially yeah. in, there's like a, a scene where they uh, ambush this guy in his, in his apartment. Well, oh, so, yeah. so to actually explain a little bit more about the synopsis. So mm-hmm. Belmondo, uh, who is a uh, Fernandad, he's living this life where he just likes to sit in tubs and read books. He's a poet. Yeah. He don't want to have a job. But his wife's this rich debutante mm-hmm. who obviously has this dad who works at this big company. And she's like, oh, you're going to get this job. Because he says something about how he's like fired from like the tele- uh, TV studio or something, right? He's like I fired from a TV show or something. It's just real quick. Yeah. They don't even get into it that much. But for me, I feel like he's probably a writer or something on some like some. He works in like the arts somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. <clears throat> but she wants him to get a job. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no. 
He's not a job type person. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. He just he's can't. an artist. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a he's an artist, and he, and so he goes to this party, and uh, they get a babysitter, which, you know, happens to be Anna Karina, and she is obviously the mistress of some other guy that they know, who's mm-hmm. who's pretending that that's his niece. Yeah. <laughs> because she's younger, and that's the French are freaky like that, you know, and so, all that stuff that I'm saying really doesn't even matter. It's just stuff that you know. Even if you don't get that while watching it, that's not even a yeah. big deal. Well, yeah. Well, I, the party is kind of the like the thesis of the film, pretty much. When um, uh, Perriot or whatever uh, is talking, just like walking around the um, the party and stuff, and going through uh, like different stages, and it's kind of like it's really like really dramatic. The lighting, it's like one color. It's like green or it's purple or like you know. And he ends up talking to uh, the Sam Fuller, yeah. yeah, who's the director, and he, he doesn't speak French, and he asks him in French, and then so a lady's translating to them back and forth, you know, and he's just asking what movies are, you know, he's like, oh, they're feelings, they're this, they're like drama and stuff like that, and like yeah, like and <clears throat> it's love, it's violence, yeah, yeah, and that's pretty much <clears throat> what Godard is like gonna do with the story you know it's kind of just like a setup for the whole for what's gonna happen because like even the yeah so anna karina and uh periot they like you know they leave together they run away and like start becoming like bandits pretty much almost like just kind of wreaking havoc you know doing whatever they want and also because she's like in with a bad crowd Mm -hmm. too yeah she hangs out with like gun smugglers and like yeah like all these different people yeah gangsters like uh thugs you know like uh so she's kind of a bad influence, yeah. you know. I mean, yes, he did cheat on his wife with her and leave her and his children. Like, pretty but, simply, uh, like, but, you know. She's after that of... party, he was never went home again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Samuel Fuller literally was just like, like, yeah, this is what movies are about. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I should cheat on my wife. Yeah. I'm going to do all the things this. of feeling yeah. and whatever like, oh, I want to do. You know, like, I'm not. I'm going to go from my gut. Like, yeah. how we always talk about how French New Wave is. It's just... The, yeah that feeling the moment trying to capture an energy right. like and just it's, shooting from your gut you know it's, it's that like young energy it, yeah. it literally what 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 i really enjoy about this film is that <clears throat> you don't need too many like scenes between uh anna karina and and bill mundo for you to feel like that they're falling in love yeah there isn't anything like that they just like one he just like goes back to home from the party she's asleep he wakes her up and he's like i'll drive you home and then all in the drive home he's just like yeah like i love you and she's like, yeah, I love you too. I'll do anything for you. You know, and they just start like talking to each other all poetically and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And to me, I was like, oh, well, this is cool. Like this feels like that that dumb young love, right? Yeah. Like let's say you go on a trip with your friend somewhere and you meet some girl out in a bar and then you just hang out there for that whole weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you, you feel like you have this connection to this person, but it's not real. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty passing. And even in the film, it's... It, it's yeah. It's never really grounded. It's it's you know. Well, it's yeah, just... that they, I, that's what he was definitely going for, right? It's just like the surface level kind of stuff. But like the other things that you feel like that was more like in depth, sort of like sure, yeah, you know, yeah. like the yearning for that someone or lose, like you know, or trying to do something or her feelings when right they kind of get stuck in a little bit of a rut when they're on the run, you know, like she wants to be excited and like go on these adventures and stuff and and. uh Periot just wants to read still, you yeah, know, and he just not wants to write, read and write. Like, he doesn't even want to listen to music, you know, yeah. like, and there's this whole explanation where she, like, where he, like, yell, kind of yells at her, like, oh, you like music, I like books, and blah, 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 and, 
you know, and she just, she explains to the audience, like, she doesn't like any of those things. She just wants to live life, you know? Right. And them being stuck without any money on this, like, beach, you know? Yeah, it's like a nice view and everything, but that's not really living life. That's just kind of, you know, relaxing or whatever, you know? And she yeah, doesn't want to be yeah, and also relaxed to, like that. And to him... He he hates like cities and stuff. Mm-hmm. He wants to be near like the uh, like animals and the yeah. water and stuff like that, but not yeah, really. Nature, yeah. But not even really to like be in it, mm-hmm. which is like a real quick thing that I'll just bring up. With it's pretty funny. Um, there's like a scene where they're just living out near like the water, like mm-hmm. on some beach somewhere, and these yeah. kind of like this sort of ruins of these places. You know, they it, it looks yeah. like this like shack that looked you know someone left abandoned, mm-hmm. and they had he has like a parrot with him, and it's just like this really <laughs> yeah. cool like style, right? He's just mm-hmm. sitting there like smoking <laughs> a cigarette. Like, I forgot about that with like parrot. a turtleneck, <laughs> you know, like riding in a book, and there's a parrot on his shoulder. But yeah. then you see like, and there's like a little fox too that they have with mm-hmm. them, and they're but they're all like chained. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, uh, I feel like uh, that wouldn't fly with a lot of movies today. You couldn't just oh, like yeah, have like a parrot chained to like, mm-hmm. or like a fox just chained on the table. And it's like, trying. it obviously looks like it's like hungry and yeah. like trying to eat something, <laughs> you know, because they put down plates and it's like yeah. scraping at it. I just want to bring that up really quick because I thought that was really funny. <laughs> That's something I never noticed before. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh, they're like chained to them. Like, so mm-hmm. that, because they're not, yeah, they might not just trained. run away. Yeah, yeah, they're not trained. They probably, and then, and during that little sequence, she has a bunch of like dead stingrays and dead fish like on this little hook, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they really probably just that caught was, those Yeah, things. I feel like those were real yeah, or something. And yeah, then, and yeah, I'm sure that's not like, re- I'm sure that wasn't regulated in any way, yeah. you know? Because yeah. And then again, you know, it, it, Jean-Luc Godard, I'm sure didn't give a shit. He was probably just like, we're just filming. This is life, baby. <laughs> we're filming. This is a new wave, you know? But but it still just felt very like, oh, wow, that's pretty wild yeah. to like. Well, be we don't know he didn't give a shit. It's just like the no, rules know, and regulations have obviously changed since 1965. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Animal rights activists and all that stuff. But sure, definitely. I, no, no, I, I'm, I'm saving joking. your neck on this one, Jordan. Okay? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. I don't, I don't really care. It's just oh. funny to sort of, uh, you know, you know, as, we're, as we always say, we're men of a certain age. <laughs> and as we as I watch these movies and especially as we're doing this podcast, mm-hmm. you, you know, you kind of you realize that you, you we really want to talk about them. So yeah. you find deeper things in them. It's just yes. sort of funny to see as older as and, I get to watch things and notice things like that. Yeah. Where before I wouldn't have cared. It, it didn't mean anything that they had like a real stingray, mm-hmm. a dead one. Because I'm like, oh, like that. I mean, so what? I'm sure there's plenty of stingray in the sea that that that's fine. They used it for a movie. It's art, baby. Yeah. You know. Whereas now yeah. I'm sort of like it sort of takes me aback a bit. Where I'm like, oh, that's like you know, I don't think you could just kill a stingray. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to do that. Anymore, yeah, yeah, why would you want to do that anyway? You know, I'm yeah. sure you can just make a fake one. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you need it to be dead. You know. Yeah, it's not like they need. Yeah, they right. Were not. But we yeah, don't but again, need... we don't know for sure if it was real or not. Yes. Yeah, but it, it just looked li- pretty. Yeah, yeah, it just looked. So, but then I guess on the opposite side of that coin, then. Props to the production designer and all, the, and the props <laughs> people for making realistic looking things. If, yeah. those, if that's the case, because yeah. you got me over here acting like a goddamn <laughs> pita fool. <laughs> but but yeah, that that is definitely something to look at back differently now. Because yeah, I saw this ten years ago for the first time. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you know, yeah, yeah, and it like that wasn't on my mind. You know, it was all about like the women the guns and like you know just yes. running off with somebody you know and all the danger and the excitement you know yeah where i'm more like anna karina and maybe now more like lafu you know mm-hmm. pretty much like just I mean, we're men of a certain age and we're just kind of not down for that kind of crap anymore right we're not know? trying to run around and shoot guns and steal things yeah. and do stuff which is what she like is looking to do yeah but again i was saying like earlier that she's like the bad influence but that's not true at all they're both 
just horrible people. They're toxic people. Yes. Which is another thing we always bring up in these movies when we watch them. Mm-hmm. Where you could watch these things when you're young. And be like, oh, that's like, that's the romance I want. Yeah. <laughs> and then you watch it as you're older. You're like, oh, that's the thing that I was trying to have. And that's why it's no good because I was an idiot yeah. like that. You know? Like, I acted like that. And that's mm-hmm. not how you're supposed to act. But with this film... It's sort of, um, it's on the surface that that's what it is. It's not yeah. trying to make you be like that. It's very, it feels very much to me like a, just a really good, like a, like a just, you know, I say punk because of the style. It just, he feels very anarchic mm. and punk rock to me, yeah. but just to like a, a, like a very like ironic punk song. But yeah, I mean, well, how, how I was saying earlier, how like Samuel Fuller pretty much explains the movie to you, you know, and then Perry LaFleur like goes and makes that, you know, right. Cause I feel like he's like writing this story like this yeah. isn't really actually happening you know he's it's he's coming up with it you know it's like right and that's something i didn't realize the first time i saw it either like where like i didn't like i was just worried about the romance and the adventure and stuff and now i'm worried more about like the filmmaking and the what godard is actually telling us you know like how like you can make your film you know whatever you just need these like you need feeling and stuff but you can present it however you like pretty much yes. it doesn't have to be how americans present it like and watching both these movies too i like see like how like i'm getting so bored with american movies you know like right just because there's no style to them especially now newer ones like where there's no style to them at all and both these movies have a lot of style like especially the next one we'll talk about but i mean it's just it's just so boring like seeing two shots and just like just uninteresting and uninspired like framing of a film you know right where it doesn't speak to anything and this like there's barely story but just how everything's framed and done and shot is a lot more exciting and entertaining to me than you know just watching a procedural pretty much yeah no definitely and that's it's funny that you bring that up because i wanted to say that uh bring up kind of something similar where this is sort of like the best you know because a lot of american films try to do something like this where they have those films about you know two lovers on the run Mm -hmm. uh you know with cash or whatever it is and they get too deep into all these other things where here it presents it with like a style better than most american films ever have done and it also has that like and it's very much like trying to be an american film it has that very like american like pop art kind of feel to it it feels like you're like going through like an like an american pop art magazine you're just flipping through pages Dude, there was yeah. There's like that well, towards the end when um, when he when he meets up with uh, Karina again later, and they do that whole robbery thing, and then she kind of leaves again, and he's gonna, and he doesn't want her to leave, but she goes on the boat with the the new the new guy that she's seeing or whatever. That was like, damn, I was forget what it reminded me of, but it was like kind of cool. Like it was just like, you know, like a like a James Bond movie almost, or like this weird like. It wasn't film like it was just filmed differently than like the rest of the movie kind of where it gave and and also like the um just the score that was on that part too where and then he ends up talking to that guy that's on the like the like boardwalk kind of thing you know just talking nonsense you know right it was just like it was just a different type of like a film and I liked that about it like you know because it's always just it's just doing what you feel and what what you want and how you want you know like film isn't just this one thing where you have to do it where america feel like american films feel like that where you have to do this establishing shot show this first you know like you know so everyone understands what's going on or you know they think they understand what's going on right and it just gets so mundane and like tiresome you know 
Yeah, and, and for and for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, uh, John Luc Godard was a critic before he was a filmmaker. Yeah. So that's sort of a thing, like what you're just saying there. That's what was his thing. He was just yeah. getting bored with watching the same shit. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, seeing the same two shots or seeing the same, mm. you know, things over and over again. Yeah, and that's why he made stuff like this because it was like it literally is like him. You know, it's like him in his bedroom cutting out stuff from like newspapers mm. and like magazines yeah and, he's like, making this collage like, albums like, and just like know? making a collage of all the cool yeah. shit that he's just like likes but doing it in his own way yeah. sort of like you know in what tarantino does yeah. it's just tarantino's more uh, uh more dialogue uh he's better obviously at dialogue yeah and he's just more precise in the way that he blends them together yeah this is a little more loose, more loose. and fast and like yeah. you know because you could even see like wes anderson in this film yeah definitely all over the place like, you know, this like is moonrise kingdom in a lot of <laughs> yeah. ways you know what i mean it's just like a record player on the beach you know mm-hmm. just like people just yeah, french dancing. people just dancing on the you yeah. know what i mean it's literally like that just acting like and stuff like that like yeah. doing they're putting on a little show for that like like Royal Tenenbaum style. Falling in love know? at first sight kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. Just like young love running away. Mm. All these like random characters trying to get you. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels. And then, I mean, he'll even say it himself. Wes Anderson, I'm sure. Like he, it, all this feels very much influenced. Like. Oh, and the whole color palette too. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just That's like what I mean. Everything yeah, yeah. the bright. Like, yeah. yeah even the uh, way the violence is portrayed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That there's no. Or, oh, it, well, that, that little like Lauren Hardy scene. Where they're at the gas station. Oh right. Where uh, where he's like, where like they're kind of it's just like comedic. Yeah, it's really you know? like three stooges. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Lauren Hardy, obviously, because she says it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. She's like, oh, I learned that from Lauren Hardy. And then when um, uh, Lafu is like uh, or Perriot, sorry, is like uh, fighting the other guy. That that's like so like Wes Anderson stage, you know. Like he would have had more cuts. It wouldn't have just been one shot, but just. How they're like you can tell it's fake and like you know like and also the really... way that they, yeah, they square up with each yeah. other like just like the the style of mm-hmm. of the acting as well yeah feels very much like that that Wes Anderson took it from Godard not mm-hmm. completely but took the, this aspect of that this kind of stilted not stilted but but you you know that they're actors saying lines yes. in a way but you can still feel it's something for this... it it's just it, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's just, just the way style. it was staged. Yeah, yes, it's a yes. yeah, it's a de- like yeah, it's a decision they made like consciously. It wasn't just he's like doesn't feel robotic. Like it's just kind of like you right. know like how like older films are where it does feel that where like the editing, I guess, just how the film moved to like or how many frames per second. I mean, I guess it was always twenty four, but it just still looks kind of like like jaunty and like you know like for sure jumpy kind of you know like it's not like all the frames are there or whatever or it's like yeah. missing one or like just the way they're moving and stuff yeah but yeah but again all that's good stuff yeah it's it not like great. bad yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like it's it's a beautiful film raul yeah. cotard again uh regular cinematographer for uh jean-luc godard and uh he just i mean again it just feels like he cut out pictures from a magazine mm-hmm. and pasted them on and made them move around it just it's like it's really a, just a beautiful film but i just love it for its liveliness for the way that it just jumps off the screen you know everything mm-hmm. just looks great even though you know you now that i watch it now i know that it's not like young love is good and mm-hmm. it's just more just like kind of yeah i don't know i don't know what it's trying to say really i just know what i feel when i watch it mm-hmm. which is yeah. what i love about godard i mean that's what yeah he just wanted you to feel something you yeah know, and not you know like yeah and you felt something before and you feel something different now yeah know? for and sure that, that 
Uh, yeah um, that's great you know like, yeah you, you want to do last thoughts yeah we should for, go and do it for sure. yeah all right go, go ahead and give us your last thoughts and give us a rating on Perrier le fou okay so all right so i watched it again i mean i the first time i saw it, i remember really liking it and being excited about it you know and just like it was just a fun watch honestly this time it was kind of a slog i don't know it was just the mood i was in oh. honestly i think i think you know probably so that that's why i'm getting like i'm saying ratings are bullshit it's all like perspective and feeling you know like sure it's not like the today i might feel like this about it but i might watch it again some other day and feel something else about it you yeah know? but you could know your overall rating for it in general sure you know that the one time you watch it now is a slog but is that really gonna affect no, your rating because you've seen it before you yeah know yeah I mean? and that's, i was it well that's why i was excited to see it again you know yeah today and i don't know i just well, yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's your last thought. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you sure you know you, what you're saying? I know you what sure, I'm saying. Do you sure you know how to think? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was I'm really thinking about it, and I was really excited to watch it again, and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I haven't seen this forever. But today I was just like, I don't know, I was just not into it. I was just tired or whatever or something like but I mean, I did see different things from it, you know? Like, I grew from that first viewing, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this time I was like, oh, yeah, like, if, for example, like the car crash scene where the the other car has already crashed into the tree or that like little weird i don't know whatever it is and you see the two dead people like one hanging from the door and the one sitting by the tree but the door and stuff like that and it's just like yeah this whole film is just like a you know a deconstruction of everything you know like you can put all that shit in together in your head by just ha him having that like framed like almost like a like an art piece, you know, like, uh, like yeah. kind of like, a, you know, like, and then they park there and obviously, and they blow up the car next to it to seem like they got killed in the whole car accident. But like, and there's this like cool unfinished, like bridge. That's yeah. Like right. There. That's what it's like crashed into. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, it's a tree, but there's that oh, okay. unfinished bridge. It's like, right. Yeah. Next just kind of look for yeah. aesthetics and like, you know, kind of like, obviously they couldn't do it. Maybe or it's they, a post or something, they're, but they're, yeah. it is like a half, like, like a part of a freeway almost like, you know, right. But yeah, it, yeah, like, so you, like, just put all that together. Like, at first seeing it, it's like, oh, what, like, what, what, that's weird. Like, why are they already, car, car like, nothing, we didn't see anything happen. But obviously he's playing with how you see things and how you can do things. And, yeah, you can make up a whole thing in your head, you know, immediately, like, faster than they can show you that whole scene. Yeah, you and know? she even says, like, at one point, she's like, oh, you got to make it look realistic. This isn't a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, And they're always mentioning that. Like, they yeah. mention the audience. She's like, oh, who are you talking to? I'm telling the audience, you know? And then they look at the camera, like, directly and stuff. So, yeah, it's, like, you know, it's very fun and playful. And, I don't know, just today I was really not, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it, sort of, you know? But um, especially that, uh, that war scene <laughs> that we didn't talk about, but. Anyways, if yeah, you see you, it, you yeah, see it. Yeah, you can bring it up. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to bring that. But I'll give it, I give it a 3 today. Okay. You know. All right. Well, cuz I know it's worth, you know, but I I don't yeah, I just wasn't like that in but yeah. Uh-huh. Mondo le fou. Mondo <laughs> the fool. All right. Well, that's I mean, yeah, that's reasonable. It's not bad that I explained myself, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, no, no. I, I'm not I'm, I'm that's reasonable. Hey. <laughs> hey. I get it. But it's a podcast. For, for me, Watching it again, I did see it again with different eyes, but it still really had that excitement for me. Um, I still the reason why I love this film uh, is because again, it just has that youthful energy. It's like listening to like an album you used to love when you were a teenager, and it just brings back these like fun 
uh, kind of, you know, memories and feelings, even though, you know, maybe it's not like the best, you know, band or the best album um, in terms of, you know, structure or, or, you know, cause I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I, maybe this metaphor is not working how I wanted to, cause I'm not trying to say that John Lucador is bad, but you know, he's more, I don't know. He's more something that's kind of sloppy as opposed to something that's like refined. Right. Mm. Because I think if the normal person were to watch this, like you were saying with the scene with the car crash, they would always be asking, I don't understand what this is. Why is yeah. this happening? Yeah. Why and they wouldn't just sit back and just uh, and get the feeling and enjoy, especially because they, mm-hmm. you know there's subtitles and all this shit. There's too many hurdles <laughs> yeah. for people. Yeah, for American for, audiences. Yeah, for yeah. American audiences. For general American audiences. Yeah. Yes, and, and it, yeah, and and so, but I think that if you just sort of sit back, and which is what I've always really enjoyed about this, is that you can just sort of sit back, throw it on, mm-hmm. and it just sort of comes over you in this very. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like a this like pop art of just you know these feelings of like like he says at the beginning, you know, like fear, love, yeah. you know, like sex, violence, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's just yeah. kind of there, and it's there in a way that I don't know. As you get older, sure you can see things about it. Like for instance, that scene you're talking about where Anna Karina is doing yellow face, and it's absolutely <laughs> disturbing. It's awful. It's <laughs> extremely awful. Yeah. And I will tell you that, and this is not even because you know we're not these like. I don't know, like we're not we're social not, justice. Yeah, we're not we're trying not to like cancel the, anybody. Yeah. It was just, it's just you really, know, it's uncomfortable. It's not even funny. It's not, it's not anything. It's just really because she's doing this really, this, this really bad. Because she's supposed to be, uh, it's supposed to be the v, they're reenacting the Vietnam War. So she's supposed to be a Vietnamese, mm-hmm. but she's doing. I mean, I, I don't. She's doing the most racist. But I think like, sounds. I, but I and, think now that you're mentioning, it, now that we're talking about it too, is that it was probably like. Um, like french people thought america was stupid for going into vietnam you know it's of more course. saying that oh sure and because and how the americans are watching this like go on they're like so like dumb and all about it oh like, no that's definitely what that they're, like was. make a great america great again hats people yeah. watching it you know yeah that's definitely what that was it's pretty, that's why he, that's why yeah. he says like that's yeah. you know we do that because that's what they'll give us money they love that shit. yeah i like, pretty much saying they love violence they love war yeah, like war, yeah yeah and uh yeah, that that that's what that was. But yeah. still, I mean, I don't know if she needed to go that yeah, hard on was, the voice. Yeah. You know, she goes a little hard on that yeah. voice and it's really racist. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, it's one of those things that I feel like if, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for that blog, someone to write, to write that blog yeah. who Cancel. watches this and just all of a sudden is like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's, you know, and I'm pointing, we're pointing out here because it's sort of funny to like see something like that in a movie that I love yeah. and then it just pops out I'm like oh I don't remember it being that bad yeah it was really and, like oh yeah, yeah and it goes on for a pretty long it while it was cringy but, yes but you know with that aside again I can I, I really I really enjoy this podcast because I feel like you and me were able to point these things out but never let them like completely sour like it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, not at like, all. Whereas like you can go on Twitter, you can go, you can listen to other podcasts and they'll bring this stuff up and they're like, that this movie's done. Yeah. I'll never watch this movie again. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, where, yeah. And where, you know, I, I like to bring this stuff up because it is kind of, you know, it is sort of like, Hey, but that it was yeah. of its time and stuff like that. So that it's not that it makes sense, but that's of course, what's just going to happen. And that, yeah. they, that slipped through the cracks, you know, that, that just happened. Yes. But again, like you said, you might be saying more than that. And maybe, you know, but but she didn't have to go so hard on the voice. <laughs> yes, never she do voice. She would just never do voice. So we, we, we need we, to we learn c- that as well. There's one rule on this podcast, and Jordan said it a while ago, 
Never do voices. Yeah, and do not we're do gonna like, stick to that. Don't do impressions, don't, of, especially no. of uh, yes. other type of like. Yeah, yeah. So, cultures raised. Yeah, just don't do impressions at all. Yeah. So, uh, but Jean-Luc Godard and Anna Karina didn't get that memo, <laughs> and they do a really bad one. But that that all aside, love this film. It is uh, one of my top ten films of all time. That's always rotating, but this stays in the rotation because it always. Uh, it always brings me that feeling. And mm. like they say, that's what you want. You want that emotion. You want that feeling. Sure, you want to watch some films because you want that plot, whatever they try mm. to say, whatever IMDb said this plot was. <laughs> but yeah. here, that's never an issue for me. Uh, sure, the film can kind of take a little, like, little lulls and mm. maybe be a little repetitive in some places. Yeah. Um, but to me, I understand what it is he's trying to do and trying to say. You know what I mean? He's not, uh, he, again, he's not there to, he's turning all that on its head. He's mm-hmm. trying to show you, whereas like now, we get a lot of Amer- American directors who just figured out how to do that. We're like, oh, I'm going to make a, a Hitman movie, but it's quiet. And he never does crazy Hitman stuff. <laughs> he just sits around, you know? Or he's going to be a baby we're, that drives. We're, we're just like, well, he's he's not American. But I'm saying like, oh, you know, yeah. all, all like everyone, all the Europeans, they know. They know how to do that. Like, we, you know, we talked about the hit before. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Where it's kind of these concepts where they kind of not dumb them down, but they don't make them so big and, and huge. Yeah, like it's Americans not the would. main point. Yeah. The main, like, it, it's just a story constructed with this background kind of, you know? Yeah. 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 So, uh, Pierre Lefou is a perfect Tumblr movie, baby. It's got yeah. all the perfect Tumblr t- quotes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that good, you know, that these. Yeah, are... there was a screenshot I did steal. Yeah, same here. I, I threw it up on my Instagram, actually. <laughs> it's also a great Instagram movie. Yeah. You throw all kinds of screenshots. It's yeah. got great quotes. So, I love Pierre Lefou. This is a straight up five star movie for me. It's my favorite Jean Luc Godard. I haven't seen all his stuff, I've seen quite a few, but not all. But he has a lot, right? He does have a lot. Yeah. But this so far is my favorite of all. Everyone needs to go check this out if you haven't. It's on the Criterion channel now. But you can also get it, and you should get it, on Blu-ray yeah, before it goes out. Yeah, it might go out. out of print again. Yeah, you never know. It's a, it's a fucking roll of the dice mm-hmm. with these fucking people. And I don't mean Criterion. I mean the people who just own the rights of the films. Studio Canal, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure who it is yeah. exactly. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, Perry at LeFou. Please go watch it. Jordan, what do you got for us next? What are you trying to bring to the chopping block tonight? Well, today, I thought this evening. I thought, <laughs> tomorrow. I thought, since we're doing <clears throat> since we're talking to Perry LeFou, mm-hmm. so we're doing Godard, I thought why not why not bring um, you know, I guess well, Godard's not dead, so it wouldn't be like the incarnation of him. Sounds like a good doc. But uh it it's uh I guess his like understudy, even though he's not a it's like the next generation of Godard. Is yeah, there you go. Leos the people influenced by Godard. Well, I mean, he, he was... I feel like he is like the next Godard. You know, mm-hmm. he was the next kind of like he took that torch of what he did, mm-hmm. which is uh, Leos Carax, 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 and I'm bringing Bad Blood, which is Mavis Sang from 1986, and that stars Mikel Piccoli. Who plays Mark? Piccoli. Michelle Spicoli. <laughs> Juliette Benoche, the always wonderful. Oh, yeah. She plays Anna. And Denis Levant plays Alex. Mm-hmm. Hans Meyer, he plays Hans, who's also in Parrot Le Fou. He's got a quick role as a thug in there. Mm-hmm. So there's a like connection right there. Him, yeah. Boom. Julie Depley, the always Lise. one of the amazing, beautiful Julie Depley, plays Lise. And uh, there is a character called the American Woman 
who is sort of uh, important. And she's played by Carol Brooks. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah. so this uh, Mama Sang is about a... So as a deadly virus which infects people who have loveless sex, watch out, everybody, mm-hmm. sweeps Paris, a lonely pariah attempts to steal a potent antidote only to fall for the mistress of his partner in crime. Is the infectious young love the cure for the bad blood? <laughs> IMDb, you need to stop letting whoever the fuck write in these damn You gotta start screening synopsis. these <laughs> Yeah, let me do it for Christ's sakes, yeah. please. You need to arrest whoever wrote the fuck that last line. <laughs> yeah, so that's, not, so that's not really what it's about. Okay, so there is that uh, the whole thing about the deadly virus that spreads when you're having. Yeah, that's just the backdrop. Right, it's kind of like it's it's, it's literally just it's it's an afterthought. But it's also kind of set in this kind of like dystopian kind of future. You know, like something also an afterthought. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, but it's kind of cool that it's set in that. You know, because because it gives it a different like feel and definitely the world isn't just it's not you know it's not France. You know, like it looks. I mean, well. It looks like it would might be like a, a France, yeah, France in a different time, different place, the future, like whatever, you know. So it's like kind of like yeah, like a then, Mad Max France. Yeah, and the yeah the style, I and it just goes with like these aren't like the way it's been the the way this film is filmed. It's not any like it's not it's not typical of uh, like anything kind of it's not like it they're always doing something different you know they're not yes. just he's always doing a lot of stuff there's yeah, like editing close-ups and, there's yeah. the like you know just a uh, different framing for a shot that you probably haven't seen other things are in focus and out of focus like right. he and, fast forwards yeah, like stuff the movement yeah. of the characters kind of like are played with you know like with the film editing and stuff like that you know but yeah it just kind of gives it a different feel yeah, and so and and that this is another and movie. kind of that cool '80s feel where a lot of American film directors, you might, I don't know, like John Carpenter, or like just kind of a, giving like this like weird like dystopian future kind of thing, like in that sense, you know, like yeah. it's doing it's yeah. like kind of this guy's doing his own version, sort of like if Godard was doing, you know, like for sure, you know, yeah, yeah, because like that, that whole '80s thing. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. but this is another thing uh, I was saying with Perry because Perry LeFou how. It has that whole synopsis and story, but that's not really what it's about. Yeah. All right, it's not really who. That's not who cares. Because here, Denis Levant, he's supposed to be this. You know, he's a, he's he's good with his hands. Mm-hmm. He's like a he's clown. A tri- he's, he's a trickster. He's, a trickster. he's, a clown he's guy. like a yeah, like a sleight of hand guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. sleight of hand kind of guy. Yeah. And his dad is like some mobster mm-hmm. who kills himself because he owes money mm-hmm. to the American to woman. American. And so the friend of uh, his dad. Is like well, we need to steal uh, the antidote for this uh, dr- this sex disease that's going around. Mm. So I guess that we can make money with it. I guess because he owes money to the American yeah. woman also, <laughs> and so he's like, we got to get Denis Levant because he's got those hands, those fast hands, yeah. to go steal this thing, even though he doesn't even. <laughs> and really- <laughs> you don't really need the hand. Yeah, I mean, you, you need hands, but not those kind of hands, you right? Know, at and- the end, where like, but. They do like, I mean, but that's the thing about the movie too, is where if this was an American film we were talking about earlier, like, like it would just like explain his like craft way too much. And, uh, Leos just shows it, you know, he shows him using the hand doing three card Monty. Like, you know, when he's just on the subway, he's like flicking, rolling something like a coin in his, in his fingers, you know, stuff like that, where it's not overly explained in this like kind of stupid narration that would just like. 
right where, where you need that explanation and we and you don't you know yeah like you because don't. here there is voiceover but it's like that poetic voiceover that Godard does a lot yeah where they're just saying these things where they're sitting next to each other and not speaking and he's just mm-hmm. saying how much he loves her but without yeah. ever saying it. all your thoughts and like right. yeah that kind of stuff where, and, but whereas it's not yeah, exposition like it, right know? as you said in the American version of it it would it wouldn't be Den- Denis Levant it'd be Joseph Gordon-Levitt and it would be him being like, he's like, yeah, I'm good with my hands. Always have been. And it's just like a montage of him yeah, some uh, stupid, doing card tricks and stuff yeah. like that. And him just being like, yeah, it had to be. Grew up grew up with my dad some, as a mobster and blah, blah, blah. really bad rock song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just be really uh, dumb. And you would see him doing the, the street corner, you know, tricks with the hustle, cards yeah, and hustle yeah. and stuff like that. But it would be so Americanized and so boring and dull. Mm-hmm. And here, uh, you know, none of that matters. And even... <laughs> Even him just sort of, you know, Julie Depley plays this young girl that he pretty much just has sex with and just runs away from. (laughs) He just doesn't want anything to do with her because it's like that sad boy shit that we talk about where he's just like, I need a new life. I need to get out of here. Yeah, he needs to run away from something. Yeah, yeah, but so let me just uh, let me just pretend that I love this girl so I could like get mad and say that she doesn't love me, even though I'm the one being. Yeah, the the piece of shit. about Yeah. 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 And so he runs away from her. And then he goes and he gets hit up for this job to do that mm-hmm. by uh, Mikel Picole, uh, Mark. Yeah. And Mark is uh, married to Anna, who's Juliet Binoche. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Denis Levant falls in love with Juliet Binoche once he sees her. It's yeah. one of those things, love at first sight. Uh, and they do this really kind of cool uh, little scene that Le- Leos Carax does where he spots her in the subway. And he yeah, sees this Benu- is, and it's yeah. based really like a lot of a lot of it is really based on mirrors. A lot of mm. the uh, the reflections of the yes. windows and stuff. And it's and like, he mentions and, that a lot. The main character, how mm. he just likes to look at uh, women in mirrors mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Or he likes to look at people in mirrors or something like that. Because yeah. Julia Binoche is always like, oh, you're, reasoning when he you're always staring it. at me in, in mirror and like in a in the mirror. And you're just like, oh, I like looking at some reason, some weird French ass reason, <laughs> some sad French reason. But yeah, that there's a really great shot where she, you can only see her in reflections. Yeah, from the, the windows, subway. like on the yeah. like it's like a bus subway or whatever. Right. But it's really stylized. Like there's no like you can't see outside of it. It's just all black and kind of like you know all the focus is on this. It's like a you know it's like a cool photograph or like almost like a painting or something. You know, and it just you just see your uh uh what's his uh alex is like looking at her and he doesn't even really like he's only getting like little glimpses of her face he just like kind of sees like her like you know and just like sitting and stuff like that but it's yeah. really i mean i've never seen a scene like that like it was just so right. it was so fucking cool like you know i'm sure maybe someone has tried to do that again but i mean that just really stood out like that was or, or it might have been done before just yeah. not as or yeah yeah exciting as that yeah you know? but yeah, it was just like I mean that was just a beautiful like scene like shot sequence how like it, it's played out and it's going back and forth you know like it's never on her it's always a reflection of her and yeah 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 and if and if you know anyone listening doesn't know who Leos Karax is or because I'm not probably saying that right so maybe you don't know what I'm talking about we but kept he, thinking you were asking asking for the Carfax but he, and <laughs> but he's but he's directed Holy Motors which of course he got the Carfax for yeah and he also directed <laughs> Lovers under the bridge um downtown something where like i grew that. some bad but blood. hey really don't please don't do that and then also not quoting songs either on this podcast especially not stuff like that and he also is doing a new film with adam driver uh which is called the net i believe i believe it's a net yeah the, but the, the, the trailer, the trailer, just trailer like... was just released so um 
what I'm trying to say, and also he's Harmony Korine's favorite director. He's also in Mr. Lonely, if you've seen that film from Harmony Korine. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pump him up here because I feel like a lot of people don't know too much about him because he doesn't do a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He's sort of one of those directors who, you know, he hasn't really done anything in a long time. And this is his mm-hmm. first film in a pretty long while. I believe Holy Motors was probably like 2009, maybe. maybe really? Shit. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay, maybe even yeah. earlier. But uh, or maybe later, I don't know. But it, it's like it's it's been a while since he yeah, he's yeah. made something. And Holy Motors sort of wasn't really. It was well received, but it wasn't really that well received. And a lot of people kind of, it, you know, he makes weird stuff. Mm-hmm. As you watch this, it's <clears throat> it's based on again feeling. It's nothing mm-hmm. about what we're talking. We, you know, we get into the plot and stuff like that, but none of that really matters. Yeah, and it sounds not- like it does because I was explaining <laughs> it like it did, but it doesn't at all. Like, the, but, you don't need to know about the disease. You, don't, you just like... You, yeah, the disease is barely brought up. Yeah. The heist is barely brought up. Yeah. It's just like... They, they go skydiving and it's right. like why did they go why did they go skydiving yeah, i was really, like there's really no reason i thought it was like they were gonna like go i don't know but but yeah i think there probably is a reason for that and and again i i'm saying that because i feel like he put scenes for instance like the 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 main scene in this and why you know i mean francis ha is in the collection yeah and francis ha copied this scene yeah where she goes running down, you know, you've probably seen Francis Ha, uh, to our listeners, it, you know, there's a scene where she goes running down the street and David Bowie's Modern Love is playing. Mm-hmm. She's sort of just spinning around and just running through yeah, the street. Yeah, it's in the trailer, right? Yes, it is in the trailer, but but the song isn't, so. Oh, it's not? Okay. I don't think so. I don't think it's Modern Love, but. but Sorry. Uh, but anyway, so that's where they get, they, even the same song is what I'm saying. You know, they, they copied the scene plus the same song. And not copy, they're obviously paying homage to it. Yes. And so it's and they do it in a song. different way. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, this... it's not the same. But they have, this is where that scene comes from. And, and it's like a little sort of interpreted dance that Denny Levant does. Yeah. Where he, it starts off where his like stomach hurts. And then he just sort of runs down the street. It, yeah. yeah, and he's just doing this sort of. You know, a lot of this, especially with what I'm, I'm bringing this like up. Like a lament. I don't know. That word just sounds right. Like he's just like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like I his guess feelings so. are just coming right. out of him, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. And yeah. he has to dance it out. Yeah. And I, I feel like that, I, I bring that up because I feel like the skydiving scene probably has a reason where it's supposed to show like their love for her in some way. You know what I mean? Where like, because uh, she, uh, Julia, Julia, he's like telling her not to jump. But mm-hmm. the the older boss guy keeps wanting her to her jump. Her husband. Yeah, her husband yeah. wants her to jump. Yeah. And Denis Levant, uh, Alex, just doesn't want her to. Yeah. But she does all the stuff that uh, the older guy wants her to because mm-hmm. I feel like Alex is telling her not to. Yeah. Right? He's like, no, you don't have to jump. And she jumps. Yeah. Even at, But she doesn't jump when the but, husband says to jump. Yeah. And I, so I, I, but yeah. what I'm saying, the reason I'm saying that... The the skydiving doesn't have anything to do with him anything. It's just like a visual representation of him showing like that he's willing the relationship to, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's sort of willing to you know not let her jump, but she's gonna jump anyway. Mm-hmm. And still, Denis Levant is gonna like climb yeah. down here and get her yeah. and be the one to rescue her. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the old guy was just willing to cut the cord and not yeah. and not even see that she was passed out because she yeah, passes yeah, out. yeah she faints or whatever right. and like and then yeah how's she gonna pull her cord or whatever yes yeah, so she but, she jumps out yeah. to like parachute but she gets caught in the cord and she faints yeah and so the the husband is just gonna cut it and he's like no she's passed out so yeah. i feel like that's yeah there's no reason for them to be doing that it's know. just like a visual yeah. representation of 
to show that. Like a, yeah, like a, a might, scene to show that. Yeah, there must I mean? be something else behind that scene that we're not seeing. Maybe. You know? It's possible. But I mean... But I feel like it's just that. It's just sort yeah. of that. Just yeah, like the little could, dance scene. Yeah. Just him mm-hmm. running around and dancing, showing that growth of his character. That is just kind and of to show And then that scene that. seems so out of place kind of with the whole movie, right? Kind of like... Uh, I wouldn't say out of place. No, not really. Yeah. Because I feel like the whole film has bursts of things like that. Mm-hmm. where Where it's just... You know, the, again with Perry LeFou, it breaks the fourth wall. It's just you know they're they're doing voiceover. Yeah. They're, they're, it just cuts to they're somewhere. You know, they're, they're, they've all well, got their shirts off, to, and the well, next thing they, <laughs> the next scene they don't. But I mean, compared to like all the other scenes and stuff like that, and how everything is kind of like visually like a look and stylized, like compared That's to that, still very stylized. The, I mean, the way that it's like the way that it's following him as he runs and all the. The stuff that's behind him mm-hmm. and then even just having that bowie song is like super stylized no i'm saying i um, no, i'm saying the 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 skydiving scene oh the skydiving scene you know compared to like okay, that's what i'm okay, saying okay, it's okay, out okay. of place yes, yes, you know yes. like, i get what you're saying yes yes you're right it, it, it does feel a little out of place because it's a lot brighter than everything yeah. everything is uh feels it's like at night in that um every other all the other scenes I'm yeah, yeah yeah are usually oh, at night it's really dark and everything and like, feels very dark yeah. yes and in the shadows and then yeah. then when they skydive it's during the day yeah just yeah okay i can see that feeling out of but place, i don't know but, but i'm just i'm not i'm not like complaining about it or anything i'm sure. just something that i noticed and and we we're just talking about it how like I, yeah i don't know what exactly it represents that scene or why it was there in the first place but yeah maybe just to show the relationship but i feel like they were kind of doing that anyway like with everything or even after, like, when she's just talking about him and, like, well, like she won't leave him. And she's, yeah. like, obviously she's younger. She's, like, stuff like that. So she wants, she, I don't know, she kind of wants that relationship, I guess, or that that someone to tell her what to do, almost, you know? Yeah. Because like, it doesn't ever seem like she wants to break out on her own. Well, she that's wa- what she, yeah, she calls her husband a great director. As in, yeah. like, she, he knows how to tell me what to do. Yeah, and he's good at that. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, yeah, there's that whole thing where he's, like... We were like, what was he, what was he saying? He's like, what does he do? Like, yeah, there was this where like, yeah, what, this guy doesn't do anything but just boss her around or whatever, pretty much, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no even when she asks for like a kiss, he's just like, I can't in front of this dude. He's he's right. Here <laughs> oh, that was just really weird. He's like, this guy's staring at me. I'm not gonna kiss you right now. Well, that's like that's that like French stuff, you know? Mm. All the all, every French dude like mm. thinks that he's gotta like stare at something like he's longing for it. <laughs> I feel like every time you watch these movies, which is like a beautiful thing, you know? I mean, it's great, you know? Like me and you, you know, we grew up listening to emo music you know mm-hmm. we get it you know we get that yeah. we get that exaggerated kind of shit yeah it's, you know what i mean well yeah. you know as older as you know we get older we realize that, that, that it's creepy and it's weird yes it's very <laughs> you need to fucking we need to fucking relax which know, is what's like, really just... it's really great what's great about these two movies <laughs> is that it did remind me of that it just reminds me of that like mm-hmm. i love these films because they remind me of those sort of like emo years mm-hmm. When we listen yeah. to that kind of music, you know, that, that sad boy kind mm-hmm. of really over-exaggerated stuff that, you know, you know that the people behind it. That was like our personality and right. shit like that, you know? Yeah. And we had no reason to feel like that, you know? It was just... Yeah. It's a film's a little easier to grow up with, uh, you know? Yeah. some A lot of those bands, you look back and you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't have been listening yeah. to that shit. <laughs> you know, and, you know, because this is not... You know, there's two types of sort of like, I guess, adolescent films, right? That mm-hmm. you would watch. It's like something you would see where... You're like, oh, uh, 
uh, I can't even think of an example um, because this is not even a bad movie. But for instance, uh, something like an Animal House, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like an Old School yeah. or a Hangover, <laughs> where you're just like, oh, this is yeah, that's how old we are. Those are like that's or Van Wilder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Van Wilder, where yeah. you're just like, oh, like you know, these were um, really funny when I first saw them. And, and Animal House is still funny. Again, I, I'm, so I'm was just, old school. So was old school, but and and Hangover probably is still too. But yeah. I'm just kind of using this as an yeah, example with these types of films. Where you're just like, oh, you know, these don't really age well sometimes, you know, because they, that, have that adoles- but, they have that same, they're more of like a pop punk uh, well, adolescent. that's like the whole thing. I mean, yes, you could, I mean, you know, can do it, uh, air quotes, adult, uh, sure, like love right. kind of thing. But, you know, that's usually all about divorce or something, you know. <laughs> sure, it's, but, a little, it's a little more too serious. But yeah, I mean, to be. I, you have to understand this, this is like a film and it's like, it's going to be exaggerated and like, you know kind of put those things on the wall so you see them and like stuff like that so you get a feeling from it you know if it was played for a different way you know where this person wasn't just like fawning over this this woman and seeing her in this like kind of like you know this shining light like almost you know like it's just it you have to know where it's just yeah where like it's not real life you know and these are fictional characters and it's a fictional film and you know like it's just it's just expressing these things in yes. a loud way. You yes, know? it's it's trying it's, to express uh, these feelings, but in a more exaggerated, yeah. uh, poetic type of way. Yeah, where it's not really trying to show you real uh, a real relationship in that you know it forms through time mm-hmm. that you have to get to know a person. Here, it's like yeah, no love at first sight is a real thing. Yeah, and they can just fall in love because they talk to each other once. But and, of course, that's not. And a your thing. husband's sleeping upstairs. Yeah, while we're just hanging out forever. Right. You know? Yes. But I, you know, and again, as much as we all love that to happen, <laughs> maybe, but it it's just a movie. It would just yes, yeah. and it's fun to just get that feeling while you're watching the movie. Yeah. And Leo's Carax, Carax, Caru, Caru, Cara. It's probably something very, yeah. Yeah. But my boy Leo, Leos, he, uh, you know, I really feel like he took that Godard spirit, which. Again, you know, I'm not some crazy... I, I don't dig deep into every single French filmmaker that ever was mm-hmm. from before Godard or after Godard. But from what I've watched and from what I enjoy, I get that spirit from him. And I really don't get... You know, you get the hints of it. You know, we talk about how Wes Anderson, Tarantino, different directors obviously get stuff from Godard. Yeah. But I feel like, uh, you know, in, in this, in Bad Blood... Leo's is going full Godard. Yeah, right? and especially in, like, Holy Motors, like, he's going, like, full Godard. He is, and also he's bringing something more to it. Sure. Like, I think yeah. uh, Leo's has a way better visual eye of, like, you know, uh, framing a scene or, like, making it look, oh, like, sure. so yes. dramatic yeah. and, like, it, all that stuff. Like His camera's a little bit more restrained. His camera's a little bit more um, focused than Godard. Godard might be a little bit more looser in yeah. terms of uh, this guy is framing. setting up a shot to yes. look beautiful and like right. kind of like say something and just like look dramatic and poetic at all this like you know same time you know like really really going for it you know he's and also really stylized yeah he's also maybe having in a different way you know like yes yeah godard. he's also maybe having a little more of different fun than godard whereas godard's yeah. maybe a little more anarch an like just more anarchy yeah whereas he is a little bit more poetic in his yeah. um anarchy not anarchy but like in his kind of the way he messes with the editing and, mm-hmm. and 
different things. Yeah, and it's the way they frame the shot, it's not yeah. like typical. It's not like it's like they're like super close ups. I, I was saying earlier, or it's just like framed differently how they're in the scene. You know, it's just yeah, it's just totally different. Like than it would be an American film. You know, yeah, and not boring. I guess you know. And and okay, so I, I I'm trying. I'm gonna try to pump people up who haven't seen this fucking movie because I really. I really do feel like, and and again, we can talk about the, uh, you know, if if you watch this, you there there are a few lulls in it. Mm-hmm. I will say, I, I love this film, but there are a few parts that feel maybe like okay, we maybe could have cut that out. It maybe mm-hmm. is a little long, but that's not a huge criticism on it. It's just uh, kind of a warning, I guess, for people who haven't seen it. You might feel like places are maybe lull, going in a little lull and dipping a little bit. Yeah, there's but an ebb and flow. You know? But if you literally sit back and just, again, with Parrot Le Fou, you let it kind of take you over and you kind of let it just have those, let just have the feelings. Yeah, just sit what, back. Yeah. If you, you know, you can like see the scenes and really feel like what you like from them. You know what I mean? And again, if you're a Godard fan and if you don't know anything about the Mave Sang or fucking Lovers Under the Bridge, in the bridge, I can't remember, on the bridge, but, and Holy Motors, mm-hmm. uh, you're crazy because he's like, he's literally like if Godard, like he pooped this fool out. He mm-hmm. Perry Le pooped him out. <laughs> And he is like sort of, yeah, and he is adding his own style to it, but it does feel like a piece of Godard sort of, uh, you know, grew off of him and crawled away like a gremlin, you know? Like Godard, this is one of the gremlins, like, you know? You fed him after midnight. Yeah, like in Gremlins 2, you know how he has like good, like he is he's one of those. He's the new batch, he's, baby. He's one of those ones that popped off of him, off his back. <laughs> and he's, uh, Leos is the probably the goofy one the one with the googly eyes <laughs> you know I, I, I was gonna try to think of the other french directors who might be the other different gremlins but we'll do that in another yeah. episode so yeah he's like the googly eye ones because he feels like very fun but also very serious he he has those things from godard that are just i don't know i just if if you haven't seen this film i think you the reason why it should be in the criterion collection also i think is because uh, we all have uh, Bayou Travel, Bayou Travel from uh, Claire Denis, mm-hmm. who uh, directed High Life with Robert Pattinson. But she recently just had her film Bayou Travel put into the collection, okay, uh, Criterion Collection, and it has that, another. Is that an earlier one of hers, or is it a recent, more recent? It's an earlier. It's earlier. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. And and because it has, it also has a, a famous dancing from Denny Levant in that one as well. Oh, really? It nice. ends with a, a famous kind of. Oh. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say famous, but in my eyes, and people who enjoy film, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you could just you, you know. They, I mean, they yeah. are. They're like yeah. iconic, like dancing. Yeah. Like these two, to me, are like things that people know about. You know. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in that one, yeah, it ends in a, and it's just that song. This is the rhythm of the night. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's that song, and he's like dancing to it, and he's like doing like a crazy kind of like dance to him. It's just, mm-hmm. it just we need all of his dances in the criteria. <laughs> we need a collection. super cut. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. And, and uh, yeah, so this is just a great film that really, again, you know, we watched it. And, yeah. you know, it, it's like fun to even just talk through and just kind yeah, of it because was, it has all those American tropes mm-hmm. that we talk about how they, they're trying to sort of like twist on their heads. Mm-hmm. And like we can and you can sort of see that they're doing that. And so you can kind of, you know, you know, when we watch movies, we like to sort of like just poke fun at certain yeah. scenes and things like that and you could do not that like we're hating on it we're just right. joking around yes it's not to like say it. that the movie's bad or anything yeah. it's never that it's just to add our own little stupid things but with this mm. you can sort of see <clears throat> excuse me and you can do that and it's fun 
but it never takes away from what the movie is yeah. because those tropes are obviously being done on purpose like that you yeah. know <clears throat> they're not done to yeah it's just a different it's just the way to convey the story like the fear the love the all these things that you know feelings emotions you know to convey and he's doing it in his own different way you know like yeah and they just love yeah, those american the, tropes yeah. like he, the yeah the yeah. gun the girl and the money mm-hmm. thing yeah yeah exactly that's the same thing and even took like an 80s nod you know to it like i mean because it that's what was going on in the 80s like these kind of like futuristic kind of things going right on. right but it, it doesn't really lean into that it's very like i was like it kind of feels like you kind of get that sense of it but i mean it's kind of like totally lost but i mean just the way it's filmed kind of gives it like a different kind of like you know like uh mr robot or like even like how ida is filmed you know it just kind of gives that weird like yeah well like you said well like you said like a kids in the hall feel. oh yeah yeah like and i was mentioning the jordan earlier i was like it feels like a kids in the hall sketch like because their stuff is just so like it doesn't look like anyone else's sketches it's like really like it does look like French filmy almost or like just foreign, you know, yeah, like it, it does doesn't look, look like, like yeah. I mean, yeah, they're Canadian, but they're not that foreign, you know, like, yeah, no, they, but, so they're, the, but they're like aware of like foreign films. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. They know how to make stuff like look like different, like just the way they're clothed and like, yeah, yeah. And all the yeah production design pretty much, you know? Yeah. Which is great on both of these films. Yeah. Uh, costume production design. They all like everyone has like a uniform, you know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone has like a look. Yeah, like exactly. They, they don't yeah. really stray from that, and especially Alex's character, he has this look. You know, he has this, he has an iconic jacket. As yeah. funny as it looks, you know, it's just kind of like yeah, he's a clown. But he's it, a street that's clown. his character. You know, yeah. he's. A, I mean, he's not a flashy person, but that coat, like, you know, he makes him like, you know, he does have this confidence about himself. You know? Yeah, and his like, uh, you know, like his uh, like kind of like sleight of hand stuff and like you know yeah my man's good with his hands he doesn't have to look good yeah <laughs> and he's also good with words yes. uh he says something that julia pinoche well he doesn't even say it to her he just uh says it in his head while she's mm. sitting next to her he says uh that he um would when he sees wait when you see two moons in my eyes that no. means i'm coming yeah, there's that, but he said something else. Your womb is like a. Well, I wasn't no. gonna bring that up. <laughs> okay, no. I was mind. just gonna bring up that the quick because the, that's I mean, maybe a little too aggressive to say <laughs> yeah. to somebody. But I just you know if you if you're in an intimate setting, mm-hmm. you know maybe you whisper you know if you see two moons in my eyes, that means I'm coming. Yeah, and I imagine that. You know, when you probably hear him moaning, that's probably what it, I don't think you need to see in any any man's eyes when that. But I, but yeah, um, that was just like a really good line. But it'd yeah. just be funny to say that to somebody because you don't need to see in a man's eyes when he's. But yeah, so maybe that's a little too much. <laughs> okay. But that's but no, one of the, the reasons. The poetic things are the, like. But that line is one of the reasons why it belongs in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> It's but, a great line. It's a great opener. But yeah, where you could like uh, we didn't really mention this in Prayer at Lafu sort of, but like we talked about like just like the poeticness of it and like, you know, like kind of like and this has that a lot of it too, but I mean, it's not I mean, it can be taken for a laugh, but I mean, I just feel like it w- just really works for this film, you know, like I'm with that kind of dialogue and just being like this poetic person like falling in love with the older woman that you saw you know, just on the street or whatever and not wanting to be in love with this other girl that does like me, you know, like it's just that whole emo sad boy bullshit again. But 
Yeah, we're here yeah, for, it's you the know, same idea. We're here for that, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, we're here for that because, yeah, again, it just reminds you of that time. Yeah. It's not like we still are down yeah. with that in terms of... We, we obviously know that's not the way to go about it because yeah. he does... You know, he just like has sex with Julie Deppley and leaves her. He just, yeah, like, and, yeah, runs, he runs away, away. and she's he like chases after him, and it's yeah. in, like it's so in, that's such a weird scene, but yeah, it just yeah, it's like it's I, I think that's what's um, maybe gonna put people off, mm-hmm. uh, put people off from this film is that that's what it's it's just so literal in that sense. Yeah, where it's like oh, I'm gonna literally show him running away from her, and she's gonna chase him, <laughs> not in like. Yeah, it's like not in a metaphorical way. I'm gonna literally show that. Yeah. You know, like she's like chasing him down the street, and he's running away from her, and uh, that's really. So oh, okay, so you know how she turns his light on and off? Yeah. Is that her turning? Is that her actually like literally turning him off, but her on? <laughs> I don't. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you maybe know, like a literal kind of like that because he's turned off, obviously. Sure. You know, but <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. turned on. I mean, uh, who knows? She's but, flicking that light. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Be well, it it might be because that when uh, Hans mm-hmm. goes and asks Alex to do the job because yeah. you know how they they want him to steal the the yeah. antidote for the, yeah. the sex. He turns the light on, right? And he that, does the same thing. He turns it off and on. Yeah. And it's like when he tells him, he's like, well, you know, make up your mind. Yeah. Like, figure it out. And I feel like it, that maybe that is it. He's like, turn yeah. him off, turn him on. Yeah. To, make, yeah. Like, because he's turned off about it. And that's, he does make his maybe, decision, you know, where, and cause he, gets, he leaves. And he gets turned on about it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that, that literal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. Because there is very much of that in this yeah. film. And because a lot of that does happen. There's never, uh, it, even though there is that poetic, kind of artsy feel to it there still is very literal imagery of what this is yeah what's going on yeah like literally when you first see alex he's just uh naked with julie deppley like in the woods where it's just like and it's just obviously this representation of like young innocent yeah it's very childish and like as the american says uh oh never use the word never that's so childish you know like right this is like, you know, just like a young childish kind of love story, you know? Yes. As, you know, as the facade sort of, but, you know, like you can dig deeper as we're digging deeper, you know? Yeah, it's you just, can. You know? You're sure. And it's also like, you know, don't grow up too fast. I don't know, you know? Don't... Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you can get whatever you want out of it. I yeah, mean, because I'm... he falls in love with an older woman, mm-hmm. but he gets himself into all kinds of shit and he just yeah. ends up with Julie Depley. And he anyway. like thinks he's in this rut, you know, but he's... yeah. He's kind of put himself in that rut, you know, and he's trying to get himself out and leaving is, yeah, you know, that's always that's the answer. Thought... That's always the answer when you're younger is leaving, you know, yes. like going to moving somewhere else, getting like just getting away from everything. But yeah, my surroundings realize, being different. Will yeah, change but it. you're yeah. the one you're the problem. You're yeah. carrying those problems with you. You yes. know, it's not. You're the There's reason no, yeah. why everyone around you yeah. is the way. That's why that you is. literally leave. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like this child is kind of like, you know, thing, you know. Yeah, you're just away. running away. Yeah. You just put a. You put a, a handkerchief with some stuff at the end of a yeah, stick you, and you yeah. walk out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for sure. That That is very much what that is. And again, with Parrot LeFou, it's very much on the surface. It's not trying to tell you that that's okay or yeah. that that's like cool, but it makes it look damn totally, cool. It does and it doesn't because you re- if you really look at it, you realize, oh, yeah, that's not fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I would. I always want to smoke a cigarette after I watch a French film. They're just like, you know, the way yeah. they dangle from their mouths and the way they just are able to stand there smoking them. They just smoke them wherever. Yeah, know? they smoked a lot in both of these movies. Yeah, right? it's yeah. just like super cool. And then they're both, uh, especially uh, Belmondo and uh, Levant, 
they're both, you know, kind of strange looking dudes. They're not the typical kind of good looking sort of, you know, handsome guys. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, them smoking cigarettes actually makes them look a lot like cooler. Yeah. You know, so it just makes me think like, well, maybe if I just dangle a cigarette in my mouth, you know, maybe I maybe I could be cooler. All right, Jordan. No, we think you're cool. No, that's I. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that, that's like seventeen year old me thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> all right. So, well, I tried, guys. So, I guess I'll quit smoking then. Smoking is not cool. It's all about vaping. Remember? Yeah. No, you have a vape pen dangling from your mouth. That that'd be like the new French yeah. thing. You think French people vape? I, I don't, don't know. know. But <laughs> I, I know not. that Mavis' song "Bad Blood." is worth getting in the collection for, again, I, I feel like Criterion is really sort of down with uh, uh, the physical media. In, and, they, you know, they're, they're obviously, and, you know, I'm not trying to say, hate or say anything bad, but they love them some white people, you know, and they love them French people. And I'm really surprised that they haven't really uh, dug into Mavisang or, or Leos Carax. Like, I, I'm surprised yeah. they haven't gotten anything from him because a lot of his stuff is very difficult to find. Mm-hmm. it's not really easy to find we saw this on movie movie it's 9.99 a month but it's worth it because it has a bunch of great foreign and independent stuff so mm-hmm. that's how we saw it um and there's you know originally you can watch it on canopy which is through the library but it said that it wasn't available through my library oh, uh so like whichever like my specific library that i signed up with mm-hmm. through that service i guess they just didn't offer it you know, yeah, which makes know. no sense yeah. because it's a streaming service mm-hmm. and it should just be streaming. <laughs> but anyway, it, they're very <laughs> difficult. The point. They're very difficult films to find. Yes. And I feel like, you know, because it is part of that newer, newer French way. Where did you first see this? How did you first see this movie? Was it on Netflix for a while? Or? Yes. Okay. It was actually on... Was it Netflix? Yeah, it was I feel Netflix. Like it was, right? Yes. This it was, was a long time ago. This was a long time ago. I remember you posted the... The David Bowie dancing, you know, and yeah. yeah, this one and Holy Motors and Lovers on the Bridge, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, I remember Holy Motors. Yeah, it was on Netflix. Yeah, they were all on Netflix okay. for a pretty good while, yeah. and I was able to see Holy Motors and this one, mm-hmm. and also, you know, I'd seen too again uh, just from being in online film groups and people that talk about film. A lot of people had like mentioned that that Francis Ha scene was like that scene was, yeah it was taken from okay. yeah Inspired and so by. yeah so i just always knew about it and okay. just stuff like that i just like heard about it yeah yeah and so and also too i just knew he was harmony Crean's favorite director and mm-hmm. that got me really excited to bring this here too because it's a mm-hmm. link to that and that's what we need we need to get you know they're, they're doing a lot of i think new uh directors you know i mean which is good which is great you know mm-hmm. they're, they're doing uh one night in miami uh regina king first yeah. time director great job great that's great that it's in the collection but you know i like that they do that but let's get some of the newer directors who aren't as new but they're not even mentioned mm-hmm. you know you get people like leo scrux and then i'll just mention someone like joanna hogg who did the souvenir recently and through oh, okay. a24 but she mm-hmm. has a bunch of films that deserve to be on it that i'm gonna bring pretty soon in other mm-hmm. episodes but you know I, I just like to see this kind of like this generation of these certain filmmakers even like michelle gondry you know what i mean like let's yeah. get these guys in the collection so i don't know Amanda. what do you think what are you thinking about this film what you know I, I can make a bunch of different arguments for it but i feel like you enjoyed it a little uh, at least. yeah i wasn't yeah. so yeah i mean like i 
I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I remember just you just shoving this scene down my neck all the damn time. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean I, I didn't. Mean, you can't get enough of modern love from yeah, Bowie. Yeah, I mean that just it just has a great begin like intro to that yeah. song. You know, like. But anyway, <laughs> besides that, like, I, yeah, I didn't. I have no. I had no idea what to expect from this film. You know, like, and. I still don't know what to expect from this one. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I mean, I think it, it probably deserves a rewatch. Yeah, in, definitely. In your case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It definitely does. You know, I was just like so excited by just the camera work and like the cinematography and all that stuff, you know, like that kind of took a backseat to the story. I mean, it was cool and everything and like I got it or like, I don't know. Oh, the story and, took a backseat to that. Yes, to yeah. like the cinematography, the film, yeah. the filming, like, you know, and well, I mean, the acting was kind of i liked that too you know just because how it was all framed and right like how how it was shown to us you know how like everything was like not telling it was showing you know which uh, movies are supposed to do you know like it's not just supposed to be uh like this whole like uh schlog of like exposition all the time which like um you know fucking christopher nolan does sadly like all the time right but i mean like i could imagine i mean in interstellar he tried to like make it poetic but it was mostly just uh, exposition but yeah like i could imagine like christopher nolan trying to making this and it just being like just so you know by the numbers and like you know like he would have these really try to like have these like a uh, cinematic like pieces like you know like uh, like pieces like to show like off and stuff but yeah there'd this... be 20 minutes of them explaining how they're going to do the heist mm-hmm. here they don't explain yeah they don't anything. explain the heist at all like how they're that, gonna break that was tenant they, they kept on telling you how they're going to do the heist like yeah. over and over again you know and it was just like so cool to see it like that and it just be like kind of have that still like not necessarily like um like something was like an 80s aesthetic 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 but it kind of did have that a little bit you know which i like i love i mean i just like i love how like film looked in the 80s and like how it was kind of like these like weird futures like dystopian futures or whatever you know it's not like i mean there's a lot of technology going on in the background still but it's still pretty like uh archaic sort of you know like these people are living and doing things you know it just like but yeah like i i really enjoyed just the filmmaking of this film you know and the actors and it just being like this cool like you know like just something different it just felt like something different you know like as much as it like was doing godard it did godard godard differently you know like right not how you're saying like godard's fast and kind of loose and like just like this guy really had purpose for the camera and like and when he was like focusing on different like parts of an image or like you know how the char- like maybe it's like usually just the character would be in focus but no the background was in focus and it was just kind of like a cool aesthetic and shot and like you know just to show where the character is at and stuff like that but i mean yeah i can't i i don't understand why it's not on the collection already you know and why it, what's going on what's going on with Ma- well, mava song yeah Mavisang. it might be some situation yeah. with because i know they did actually have a on the channel they did have it on there mm-hmm. uh for a bit they oh, had a okay. few of it i think they had holy motors and this mm-hmm. and like something else okay. for a good while so yeah. i think they're they're aware of it you know they're aware yeah, they know they're aware. Obviously. yeah yeah and we're so not we're not we're never <laughs> again we're never here to say that criterion like we're the ones who yeah. know better oh, than we criterion. know yes Obviously, they know. We, we, when we these talk, are just films we would love yes. to see pushed for, like, or with, 
I don't know, just want to see, obviously just want to see on the Criterion Collection. Right, and, and a lot of times I feel like they're, they're films that are not, uh, you know, talked about as much. Yeah. You know, certain things that we bring, mm. you know what I mean, that yeah, are not, definitely. like, it's talked about in terms of, uh, you know, putting pairing them with the things that we pair them, or, or whatever mm. the case may be. And so mm. that's another reason why I think Mavis Sang should be in here, because it should be in the conversation. There should be more people. This should be a Tumblr movie, a MySpace movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, there yeah, should why be more wasn't people. This, like, yeah. yeah, why is this never, I, yeah, it's never been taught. I, well, more people should me, know uh, about yeah. that modern love scene mm-hmm. through this, not Francis Ha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and there's nothing wrong with Francis Ha. I'm or just real, or knowing where, It's like, a beautiful homage yeah, to it. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get you. Like, there should be more people that are, like, that, that, no, when they think of modern love from David Bowie, they think about this scene with yeah, Benny Levant dancing. Yeah, this song, dancing. this movie, Mama's yes. song. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah. So that's it. Should be in the Criterion Collection, obviously. And then the po- like the the cover for it was is kind of lame, right? It's just it like, is lame, their faces, you know. just like it's just them with shaving cream when they're like messing oh, around. Okay, that's what yeah, and yeah. he catches yeah. the the husband like not catches them. But he just walks in on them as they're wrestling around and yeah, just being little, cute with each other. A little too rambunctious. With yeah. Other, yeah. Yeah, but, it was, but you know, before, you know, closing it out, uh, last thoughts. Um, do you want to do your last thoughts? I think I gave my last thoughts. You I? did? Yeah. yeah. All right, good. But it's in. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I know, but yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you want to say that. No, that was my la- those right. were my last thoughts for sure. Okay, my final last thoughts because it is in. reason why you should see it is because it's got young, fantastic, just brilliant... Uh, beautiful Julia Binoche and Julie Devley. Oh my God! Yes, just two uh, great artists, yeah. uh, and just uh, as as it's just nice to see them young and as they've grown, they've they all do fantastic stuff. They've got so much stuff in the collection yeah. uh, between them two, you know. So it's great to see them here uh, with that, and uh, you don't see them a lot of times together. I mean, I know that they're in the Three Colors trilogy, but not in the same movie. Yeah, she yeah. Uh, Julia Binoche is in blue, and then I think. Julie Depley's in I don't know if it I think it's white okay yeah yeah Yeah, so I don't know if they've ever been in a movie together they might have been but we love Julie Depley and Julia Pinoche here and Mm -hmm. you know I'm I'm becoming a Denis Levant stan Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to see more dancing from him (laughs) but yeah my final push for this is even though Mondo already said it's in but I want you guys to watch this damn that's the point of this I'm trying to get you guys to watch it first and foremost go buy Perry LeFou on blu-ray if you haven't already, yeah. at least watch it on the channel. But if you can, check out Mavis Song because it's just that young, fun, just like dumb love story where yeah. you just know, you know, it's not realistic, but it's exciting. It's cute. And again, it's a yeah, Tumblr movie, I think, baby. Yeah, you want to just put those quotes If you want to impress wanna... a girl with a movie, I think this is it. Mavis it's a nice Song, one to throw you on. know, like it's like, yeah. I yeah, know, it's I like a cool shit. little French film, yeah. and especially because, you know, it's a nice pairing with Perry LeFou. It kind of has the same vibe. You have that mm. same thing. And, you know, with the release of uh, Annette, right? I think I believe it's called. I, I believe that's what it's called. Something with an A. I should have probably looked that up. But <laughs> Not- uh, his newest film, mm-hmm. uh, My Boy Leos, his newest film All coming right. out with Adam Driver and uh, Marie Cotillard. Um, it's a musical and i'm super pumped for it so you need to get yourself ready for it by watching holy motors you can rent this or you just get movie for 9.99 a month mm-hmm. movie please sponsor us for christ's sake somebody <laughs> this one's in i'm glad it's in i would love to see more special features i really just would like to see more denis levant we get denis levant julie binoche 
uh, Julie Depley together to do some commentary, right? Hell yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Get everyone together and let's see this happen. Please, Criterion, someone's got to be listening to this. <laughs> for fucking Christ, for 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 Criterion's sake. <laughs> Put this out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you've seen these films, always let us know what you guys think. If we, If you think we're wrong, let us know. If you think we're right which you probably think that's the case. Let us know <laughs> as well. Which is probably the case. Yeah. yeah, of course, because these films are fun. You know, it's not like we're bringing out these, like, hidden gems or anything. Mm. You know, you've all you've all hopefully have seen these films and enjoy them. But I'm Jordan Garcia. You can find me at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram. Also, look for me on Letterboxd. Uh, just look up Jordan Garcia. That's my handle there. It was Jody F- Jordan. No, it was Jody Foster Army before, but I just changed it back to Jordan Garcia because that just sounded like a little kid or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's already my email, and I'm already embarrassed about it. So yeah, and then on Instagram, follow us at Criterion Cult Pod, and then on Twitter, follow us at Criterion Cult Podcast. You spell it out for Twitter. But uh, yeah, so Mondo, where are we going to find you? Yeah, you can find me on all platforms, including Letterboxd uh, at save underscore Mondo. Hell yeah. Listen to us on Spotify and and, Apple uh, iTunes app. And And again, please rate us and share and uh, get on that French new wave. Grab your surfboard and uh, catch the French new wave. Join the cult. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Join the cult. Thank you guys. (laughs) 